gonna rip your guts! I'm back. You're drunk. Well, I'm drunk. You'll be interested You are now listening to Mike Check. Welcome back. Mike Check, episode 8. I'm Josh, and I'm here with my co-host, Kevin Klein. What's good, Kevin? Hey, how are you doing? Not too bad, bro. Yourself? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Today's a good day to get priorities straight. Trying to, you know, reorient. Just moving forward, man. That's what today's all about, moving forward. And it's a special day today, too. It's our 10th episode. Yo, 10 episodes. Wow. Yup. So if you're just now tuning in, mm, thank you. Thank you for sticking with us this long, you know, listening to me, listening to Kev. Through the interruptions. Yup. Shooting our good stuff, bad stuff, whatever stuff, all that stuff. So today, just stuff, our t- man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All, all, all the stuff. Yeah, just, man. Because because I couldn't think of anything else to say right there. The stuff, dog. The yeah. Stuff. So that's what three, four months of recording now. Four months of recording. Yeah, a little over three months, three and a half months. First episode was March thirty first that we kicked this thing off. Man, that's awesome. Feels good, man. It feels good to be consistent and stick with stuff like that. I mean, I think that that's the that's the key right there is consistency. I've mentioned it many times, but um, yeah, if you're just tuning in and you're hearing us for the first time, I think that this is a perfect and necessary time to reintroduce ourselves. My name is Hove. Yo, he's got his own lane. H O V. Yeah. Uh. So, sorry, I'll just jump in here. If, like we said, if it's your first time listening, my name's Kevin Klein. I'm from Long Island, from New York. I uh, I left New York when I was about, I think I was 18. I turned 19 in boot camp in the Marines. Growing up, I um, grew up around obviously like you know little seafood spots and. Um, Okay, okay. Fisherman areas and uh Okay, all that know, stuff be- I don't eat. Okay, okay. Yeah, between the between the low class, between the high class, mm. kind of there's no it was never really a a distinct area of of fitting in. You know, I went to school system that was pretty underfunded. I graduated okay. from a high school in the Hamptons that was overfunded. How many kids? Um, I think in high school in Riverhead, there was maybe 2,000, probably around 2,000. But in West Hampton, everyone had laptops. We had mm-hmm. huge TVs. Every student got a laptop in West Hampton from elementary school all the way to high school. So oh, wow. kids that were definitely very advantaged and mm-hmm. well-off. Privileged. Yeah, privileged, privileged. Yeah. yeah. And not privileged in a bad way, just – You know, they obviously if someone's privileged in their life, I wouldn't want to take that away from them. That's not the negative thing. Right. Resources. The resources are exactly is it's how resources are used and how those resources are are then used to enable those in which are using said resources. Mm -hmm. So I think with my family working in the restaurant industry, you know, for their lives, my grandparents' lives, great grandparents. I left Long Island because I wanted to find something that really stood out to me. I wanted to find out my purpose for myself. 
on my terms. You know, it seems like I might end up going back on that route of going back into the restaurant industry, but it took a few years being in the military really to find out what it was that I wanted to do. Um, so like I said, I, I turned 19 when I was in boot camp in, uh, in Paris Island and, uh, could go into war stories about that. Mm. But, um, yeah, me and, me and Josh ended up meeting in 2000, I think it was even 2000 end of 2012. 12. Yeah. It's yeah. 2012, 2013. Yeah. We were both in Okinawa, Japan. Uh, I was, I was a Lance Cooley back then. I think you were too. Yep. Um, yeah, did our little trips together. Ooh. Went to Tokyo a bunch of times. Tokyo, quote, Tokyo, Tokyo. Quote, quote, L.A. Air quote. Uh, so, Staff Sergeant E, we're really A. We're sticking to the script, Staff Sergeant E. Telling you. Really went to L.A. that one time. Yeah, I'm reading my notes. It says yeah. L.A. It, it says, says San Fran. <laughs> it says July 9 at 1630. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we checked out. <laughs> checked okay. out a logbook. Good to go. Um, but, yeah, so more or less, I've – been kind of like a rowdy kid growing up and trying to figure things out on my own uh i'm the youngest of four so i i think i i took a lot took the good kind of threw away the bad and trying to form who i am as a person uh Mm. i got i got to this point after all the things i've been through of just figuring out what i what i like doing what i want to do and what what i want my legacy to be you know when i okay leave this world if i ever leave leave alive you know yeah, if you um, if you make out alive, that's what's oh yeah. So I'm glad to have kept in touch with you, Josh, this whole time, and get this whole my check thing going, and obviously see what the the good things are going to be doing pretty shortly. Hopefully, we'll see what happens with that. So with that, I'll I'll let you kind of jump on that and see what you're up to. Okay, well, first time listening. I'm Josh Rodriguez. I'm from Barville, Kentucky. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. It's in. <laughs> It's in Kentucky, so if you've never been to Kentucky, <laughs> check it out. Uh, I graduated from a small high school, um, Barville High School, 30 kids, so it's a, a lot different from you, Kevin. Um, I did spend the majority of my adolescent years struggling. Um, my mother, who's a drug addict, uh, grew up around drugs. So, um, yeah, if you can relate, then mm, I know what the struggle is there. Um, I found myself interested in a lot of things, but didn't really have the opportunity to, I guess, focus my interest in one thing. So the things that I stayed involved in in high school and up until college, uh, the first go around, uh, was baseball and then church. So I found hope in something and that was leadership through, uh, the church. Um, and, uh, around the age of, 14 or 15, I uh, moved in with the family that basically took my brothers and I into their arms, like just took us in as family. And uh, they basically raised us from earlier than that. But because I was still living with my mom, it was uh, it was hard to move away from that, I guess, in that bad environment. So... Um, I made it through high school. I graduated with decent grades, got myself into college, and that's when I struggled a little bit there and realized that I wanted to join the Marine Corps. And that wasn't without my best bud, Garrett Vaughn, who um, who introduced me to the idea of joining the Marine Corps. And at that time, it was 
because I failed to reapply for scholarships. Um, I'd lost one of my jobs. I was working three jobs in college. And next thing you know, I sign a contract and I come home and let my family know, hey, what's up? I'm uh, joining the Marine Corps. And it was a shock to them because uh, college was my way out. So I went to West Kentucky University and met a lot of good people there. It seems like everywhere I've gone and everywhere I've explored so far, I've been able to meet just incredible people that kind of, in a way, guided me in the right direction. Even if I experienced some sort of bad, I was able to pull something good out of it. And that's why mm. I always, I wouldn't say always, but I tend to lean towards positivity and um, my advice giving is rooted in the struggles that I've been through and the experiences that I've had and then the positivity that I wish to give to people. So if you know me from high school, if you know me from college, I was always the funny guy. And that was my way of dealing with, I guess, my own issues and the own struggles that I went through and um, internalizing the feelings of negativity and the feelings that my mother uh, put me through or put my siblings through. Um, yeah, I had to be the man of the house. I grew up in a single single parent home, so I don't know if you you you, you had both your parents, right, Kevin? Or that was a I bit... yeah, I was I was back and forth. My parents separated when okay. I was in about seventh or eighth grade, which I resonate with a lot of things that you're talking about is the addiction side and, and really the whole thing of opportunity. You know, I was somewhat privileged growing up, but being the youngest of four while my parents were separating, it was definitely like there wasn't a lot left for me. So I felt burdened that I had to be independent on my own. I realized pretty young I was going to have to buy my own car, pay for school for myself, pave mm -hmm. my own way so I could stand up on my on two feet on my own. And even when I was, I don't know, I was like 15, um, I realized I obviously I wanted an Xbox. That's what kids did. <laughs> and, uh, my, my dad bought me an Xbox, but the deal was I had to buy my own TV. Right. So even at a young age, it's like I was buying my own clothes most often, um, bought my, you know, I want to play music. I bought my own bass guitar, bought, bought an amp for my guitar. Uh, you know, I was trying to do the whole band thing with my cousin. Um, so a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do wasn't given to me by any means. I had to work really hard. I had to save money. And I learned that whole money management just because I realized if I spent something on something that wasn't fruitful for me, there was not going to be another chance for a very long time. So I had to be very thoughtful about how mm -hmm. I was spending and what I was doing with my money. See, same yeah. thing, man. Um, I learned the money management thing early on because we didn't, we just didn't have it growing up. Um, having to be the man of the house, having to take care of uh, myself and my siblings for my mother. Um, and I have a lot of siblings, uh, two sisters, three brothers, and then, some more on my dad's side. Uh, 
three brothers over there and another sister over there and then just a bunch of half brothers and sisters um so extended family huge and learning how to manage money and take responsibility and buying my buy, buying my own things that was all those were all things that I learned very early on just like you Kev so yeah uh, and I know this could be you know maybe getting in a not a negative but kind of a sad light away from what we've been doing but I think it's important to share things like this just so people can understand or if you're if you're going through things like this in your life you could realize that you're not alone in what you might be going through. And there mm-hmm. are people who have lived these experiences and there's also a way out. There's a way Absolutely. to kind of make things for yourself and realize that you can determine your own path and you don't have to be subjected to what your environment is or may be. Right. But there is definitely a way to push through the adversity and there's kind of make something man. meaningful. Yeah. yeah. So there's you can definitely make a meaningful life. Um, right. So getting back to um, joining the Marine Corps and then meeting you. Um, so met you in Okinawa, joined, uh, I think you joined just a little bit before I did, didn't you? Like a, maybe yeah, a few months in, before. Um, my first day boot camp was June 12th, 2011. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a year later for me. Yeah. Um, or um, just about. Uh, and I'm never good with dates, so I can't even remember the. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, if if you know me again, I'm not good with birthdays. I'm not even good with the days that I joined the Marine Corps. I can't even remember. Hey. Like I'm just, I'm just, yeah, roundabout this year, this year. But uh, even All me, you know, it's Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, homie, I'd. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, meeting you through uh, Fosto. Um, what up T? Yeah. What's good T again, you, uh, you're on another one of our episodes and then bringing the group together. So Scotty and, uh, Dennis, Z-Dog. Z-Dog and old Scoot, man, always disappearing MIA, man, the old Bro, man of our group. I saw, I saw a sign yesterday. I was just going through the somewhere outside. It said no skateboards, no whatever, no scooters. I thought of Scotty. I'm like, yo, where actually is Scotty? What's he doing? Yeah, I'm wondering if he bought a house yet, man. I've been hitting <laughs> him up like, yo, you going to buy a house yet? <laughs> he's no, just scooping he... around. He's like, nah, I'm just going to move into a place smaller and save my money. Scoot, scoot. <laughs> yo, and travel somewhere else next. But Crazy. And then taking all our trips, man. Um, like I mentioned already, uh, we've been able to meet so many incredible people and um, opening up our minds, too, because uh, you're – I guess you, I guess I could say you're um, a bit more liberal than me, not to make this political or anything, sure. but, but um, your experiences, you were more open to things. And for me, it took me a while to uh, be able to open up, even though I have the personality of uh, the get along with people, uh, outgoing, mm-hmm. extrovert, like I'm funny, I'm loud. Uh, some people would call me belligerent in the Marine Corps. Who, you? Uh, and I, yeah, yeah, no way, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's definitely the case. But and and I feel like this is it, you've already said it a serious note, but y'all dog, I'm happy, man. Like I'm happy that I went through the things that I went through in order to get where I am now, uh, because it just 
it gives me so much um, more to appreciate in life. Like I right. appreciate a lot more in life because of my experiences. So then we go and we travel all these places. We meet all these people. We learn um, uh, things about culture that we didn't know before. And we're able to, uh, I guess, erase or uh, verify what things are actually true out there. Because there's so much information out there about other countries and the way people are in their countries. And then you go and you visit and you're like, wait a minute. These people aren't like that. Yeah. They're like they're just like us. They're they're loving, caring, compassionate, passionate, all these great words and they're they're just great human beings, man. And that's that's a big thing that I learned about um people in general when traveling to these different places. And then we get our friends together and we say, "Yo, we want to make this podcast, right?" Mm-hmm. And I think after that first episode, for anyone that listened to the first episode, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess you could see how dedicated um, we were to the idea, uh, particularly me, you, and Dennis. Not yeah. saying that Scott, Scotty and Fausto, weren't. they weren't. It's just... Mm, it's just timing, I think. Yeah, 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 the timing. And trying to get us all five together on one podcast. Yeah. Uh, being in different time zones, that's, that's a challenge, man. Yeah. And, um, but well, we're, we're different people as well. I, I think yeah. we have too many quirks between the five of us, <laughs> yeah. but that's what makes us special, um, in our group, unique to ourselves. The fact that we're so different, but similar in many ways. And, uh, that's what the Marine Corps did. It brought, that's what it does. It brings people from different walks in life to one place in the same suck. Like we're going through the same suck, man. And through the suck, you're able to figure out who you want to spend your time with and what you want to do your time with or what you want to do with your time. So I think um, that's good. And how we're trying to create that opportunity for, mm-hmm. for the listener right now of just joining us on our journey and us being a part of yours and kind of guiding each other through these different things because mm-hmm. we're never done learning. And uh, what, what's yep. the saying? If you're, if you're done learning, you're done done growing. Yeah, man. Something that's, like that. And, and that's the thing. We're not. We're we're constantly changing, constantly evolving, and we need to allow ourselves that room to grow. And by putting yourself in these uncomfortable situations and unique situations like the Marine Corps, for example, uh, going through the military, you're able to overcome fears that you thought that you, you you know, that you didn't think you had. Or if you had a fear, you you overcome it and you say, yo, what's good? Like, I'm a, I'm a different person now. And, and I like this. And that's the thing. So many people are afraid of change. Yeah. And change can bring about so many good things, man. And for me, it, it you've already mentioned it, it, it created opportunity. And um, I was able to come together uh, with you guys and finally push through with this podcast. And now it's just me and you. So uh, It's even hard staying on top right now because I'm thinking of all these different stuff that's coming up. Because I remember when we were done with our last episode, mm-hmm. just a few hours after, I remember thinking of all these like random hyper-specific times when I was 
way younger. And I remember mm-hmm. kind of like illustrating my mind of, you know, when I was a kid, I used to think this or do this. And I imagine myself talking about those events on mic check and then thinking of what the viewer might be thinking or even like a family member or one of my friends being like, oh man, like were you catering to 14 year olds or whatever. <laughs> but then I started thinking that it's like, no, not at all. It's important for us, for anyone to remember their childhood, how they were affected and really how they were shaped and things that influence them today, mm-hmm. even without knowing. So I think we end up kind of losing that part of, of ourselves when we grow up. This is why they mm-hmm. have Disney. This is why they have all these theme parks to just remind yourself. Remind, yeah. Man, that's why photography was created because after a long period of time, uh, you forget what people's faces look like. And right. that's why, that's why f- photography was created. Mm-hmm. And people, for, people forget that people forget the, the roots of, or the reasons why things are created. And that's, man, that goes hand in hand with, um, being able to, uh, take time or set time aside to constantly reflect. Yeah. Look, look back and see what has changed and how far you've come as a person. And that's why sometimes I'm even, I'm even forgetful, man. I, I, I look at the struggles that I went through and I look at, um, just all the bad shit that happened to me. But then I say, thank you. Like I'm, I'm grateful for going through that because I had the opportunity to meet these incredible people that uplifted me, you know, uprooted me from this terrible situation and they were able to shine more positivity and more optimism in my life. And that's, that's what's created me so far. That's what's shaped my identity and my worldview and how I perceive things. And it's going to continue to change. And, uh, I'm going to always appreciate that. I'm going to appreciate the change and I'm going to welcome it into my arms and into my life and into the way I perceive or believe things because it's important to me. And I Mm -hmm. hope that for each person that's listening, that they can take something from that. They can look at it and say, okay, yeah, you know what? I see what you're saying, man. And, you know, even if you don't agree, you don't have to agree. You can take something and say, okay, I disagree with you. And that's perfectly fine. I think that's a perfect segue into the episode today of, of, uh, can't think of the word pet peeves. <laughs> yeah. I remember a big pet peeve of mine, something that immediately maybe want to fucking just rip someone's, Oh man. <laughs> Face off. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. So I think when I just got to Okinawa, something that could really just set me off. Mm-hmm. Someone would, I'd be, kind of down one day or a little sad. So I'd be moving a little slower. I don't know, just we're on like a run or something. Or if I was like, I don't know, 30 seconds late to formation or even like getting to PT formation in the morning, Mm -hmm. by the way, for those of you not, or weren't in the military or unfamiliar, we would have to be out front of the barracks at like four 45 in the morning. Some, some days. 
Easiest way to explain that, 15 minutes to the 15 minutes to the 15 minutes to the 15 minutes prior. Yeah, so they'd want us to be out there by 4.45 or 5 a.m. with a clean shave face and all this. So I'd like, I don't know, one night I'd, I'd have pretty bad anxiety just thinking about stuff that I left home, mm-hmm. um, stuff that I was trying to move on from. It would keep me awake some nights. And uh, I get there and obviously I wouldn't have time or even care mm-hmm. to shave. He's like, you know what? I'm getting up. I'm I'm doing this run. Like that's that's good enough for me today. That's just what I need to do to get through the day. And there would be some – I think Corporal – what was his name? Egglesworth? Fucking Egg no Waffle? Idea. What was that kid's name? Eggleton. Yeah, Anyways, super, I must have never super, met him. Super good guy. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, he'd be like, he'd be like, hey, hey, bitch, you didn't. I'm like, first of all, don't call whoa, me. Skirt, yeah, skirt, skirt, don't skirt. call me a bitch. He's like, you didn't shave your fucking face this morning. Like, oh, uh, and it was like, it was more personal than it usually is. Like, if you got called out from, you know, Gunny, whoever, like, yeah. oh no, that's just Gunny. Uh-huh. But it was like super personal. And it's, was, it, and it's in front of your buds too. Yeah, in front of everyone. It's more of like, hey, you – the message wasn't, hey, you didn't do the thing you're supposed to. The message was you – You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You don't belong here. And whatever you have going on isn't worth explaining. And I don't even care what you might be going through. So it's that, that messaging of being spoken to like you don't matter. Mm-hmm. And things that you're doing don't matter, and that's maybe why that's I think, why, yo, that maybe that's why they say you never make it. You never, you you just never make it. You just never make it. Yeah, man. And that's, yeah, because it's so. Yeah, I could even go on about that. But <laughs> what I was waking up, what I was waking up to was, did my brother OD? Is my mom still alive? Um, is my mom homeless? Like mm. what's go like, what is going on? Um, and then realizing like, I don't want to be here, but I have to. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. since I'm here, I'm holding myself accountable, sign a contract. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best. Cause I remember, I, I forget, maybe it was one of my drill instructors who, told a bunch of us since we didn't want to clean we're kind of being lazy and he ended up saying i forget exactly who it was i wish i remembered but he was saying don't do it because you're told to do it knowing that you're wearing your family name on your what your breast pocket Mm -hmm. or is it your right pocket it was your right pocket because the ega was on your breast pocket oh man you're asking Damn. uniform questions. We're being dirtbags. Uh, You're going to need to yo. know that soon. Oh, man. I... <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, so whichever side, since, you know, obviously I was wearing the name Klein on my on my camis. Yeah, and, it's your uh, right side. It's your yeah, right side, man. The instructor was saying, you know, do it for your family name. And it might sound a little, you know, antiquated, but it's true. It's like. My my grandpa gave me that name. My great grandpa gave me that name. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, like lately, I've been thinking of working a job and what that means and 
supporting myself and being able to get my girlfriend Sydney nice things and take care of her and make sure she feels special and and cared about in all this. And I hear myself complaining sometimes of like too many hours or I'd rather do this. This mm. is too far. I'm like, what would Grandpa Klein say? It's like my grandpa moved. My grandpa was living in Brooklyn when he was 19, joined the Navy in World War II, was on a submarine at the height of the war in the Pacific between Japan and Hawaii, stationed oh, at Pearl, Pearl Harbor, ended up – his submarine got hit by a Japanese boat and was under fire. He was doing recon missions every day in the Pacific in the height of World War II. And here I am decades later bitching about not having enough coffee, right? Mm -hmm. So I think getting back to the point of realizing what that means to me, right? My last name, what people before me had to go through to get me to this point. Yeah. And culminating this whole thing in hearing this message from someone saying, you are not worthwhile and whatever you're going through is not significant. And it reminded me of how how many people I have around me that care about me, but also how sobering it is to realize how alone we are sometimes. From time to time, we're very alone mm -hmm. and we have to look out for ourselves. So it's my pet peeve when people undermine that conviction I have, the meaning behind my words, my outspokenness my courage, my drive and all these things. Yeah. And they you know, cut right through that. That that brings me right to one of my biggest pet peeves, man. The selfish character trait. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like just being selfish in general, like you know when when people are only hitting you up for something or they're thinking i i i before uh we 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 uh speaking French oui, now, you know what I'm saying? Oui, oui, oui. Oui. Um, you know, when it's convenient for them, they hit you up or it's convenient for them to hang out with you, uh, or they're constantly full of themselves and hit you up uh, when they need something. Yeah, man. And that's the, that's the world we live in. So I guess to, to run with that, um, it's realizing who is worth your time and who is important to you and who you believe is genuine and authentic. You know, um, we're our our friend group. We were able to build such a a bond, a strong bond together because we value each other and we appreciate each other, and we believe that uh, each one of us we we're worth the time, right? So it's taking that time out to hit them up and just ask, like, "Yo, how are you?" And have you been? How you been? Exactly. How's your kid doing? Mm-hmm. Because it's man the world is so fast and it's technology is only making it faster and you mentioned being alone sometimes and that's what technology can do man it can drive us away from people even though we're we're more more connected, connected than we've ever been yeah. ever man and that's um i think that's a a big one man it's just figuring out who is important to you and if you're if you're lacking or you're slacking in that, then don't be afraid to reconnect or don't be afraid to hit them up and just check on them and say what's up. Yeah, that's another 
another little pet peeve of being super close to people and mm-hmm. then out of nowhere you kind of just get dropped off for no reason and it's not because they don't like you anymore it's no, just not at all they don't value that relationship as much as you do because i think it's it's common these days of this hyper connectivity mm-hmm. and all of these different apps and websites are set up in a way that's like a game it, it plays like a game instagram is like a game going on facebook is like a game of going mm-hmm. through your newsfeed. there's always and it's not a coincidence that there are video games attached to these social platforms mm-hmm. you know and they built the iphone in a specific way you know psychologically to make us feel like throughout the day like you need we're it progress- yeah we yeah. need it like we're playing a little arcade game on our phone you know and that is turning our social interactions into a game so i think when you went so for example Mm -hmm. um i met this guy met this guy jackson uh maybe a few years ago shout out what's up what's up jackson um still like figuring out what the hell happened um yeah everything was cool like my uncle came out he he met uncle charlie introduced him to my family and like we had some good times man we'd go golfing mm-hmm. go out for beers and like there's never any drama never anything crazy um yeah and like i don't know where he just stopped texting me back my pet peeve isn't that he stopped talking to me my pet peeve is he more or less it's just undermining the the value of relationships the value of time the value of emotional energy mm-hmm is what a lot of people don't realize is you can really, excuse me, you can really only give so much of your emotional energy Mm -hmm. so often. And every relationship that you build, not every person you meet, but every relationship that you build, you give away a certain percentage of yourself. Yep. And you can never get that back. So people just take and take and they abuse that. Wow, bro. That's one of my pet peeves. Thank you. Yeah. So that's why I I tend to be shallow sometimes Mm -hmm. is because I'm assessing whoever I meet in the first minute I meet them and thinking years down the road, will this person answer the phone when I need them? Mm -hmm. Will this person even like come to my birthday party? Are they going to bring positive value to your life? What's that song? Will they check on me if I'm fine? It's like checking me if I'm slipping, trying to see if I'm fine. I forget what song it is. We'll we'll research later. Yeah, we'll put it in. Hey, yeah, we'll put it in. But uh, but yeah, it's it's really do I can do I see myself counting, being able to count on this person to check on me, if you know, like hey dog, like you haven't been doing this, or like I haven't seen you at the gym, or usually you you know reach out to me once a month or. Usually you like message me on Xbox Live or something, but I haven't seen you doing any things. Just want to shout you out, see if you're good. Mm-hmm. So it's my pet peeve because it just shows that it's not that you don't care about me. It's that you don't care about people. Okay. But then it comes down to it's like you are a people. You know, you are a person. So if you want to be treated in such a way that fosters your growth, mm-hmm. it just shows that you – are a user and Ooh. you think the world exists for you. Hmm. 
I, yeah, I that, can't stand that. that. That's back on that selfish character pet peeve or the selfish character trait pet peeve of mine. Mm. And also you mentioned just now the take, take, take and not enough give. Um, yeah. That's one of my biggest pet peeves, man, is people that take without giving. And mm-hmm. while I'm an understanding person and I'm forgiving at the same time, I'm human, man. Like if I – if I see that you're just taking from me and you're not giving, you're not reciprocating, right? Then I'm more likely to drop you. Get and that's, out. And that's just the way I am. And um, pe- you, we're allowed to be whoever we want. And I think that you can only give certain people so many chances before you come to the conclusion or the realization that they're not doing it for you. They're not cutting it. Like they're yeah. not. But also, they're, they're not you being don't a friend. Have, yeah, you can you can be you, but you're not gonna be that way around me. That's just not gonna happen. Right, you can be that way anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But mm. not with me. Yeah, but no. not around me. And another pet peeve of mine: fakes, man. So we have oh. users, we have people that take, 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 and then we got fakes, man. Fakes. Got people that uh, what is it? Fake people showing love to me. Say it to my face. Can't stand that, man. And um, uh, there's so many out there like that. And so my question to you, I haven't asked any questions, so now I'm going to ask a question. Action. How do you figure out who are fakes in your life and what do you do about fakes in your life? I think it's easy. I okay. Think- you could look at what's the last interaction you had with any person. What was the – if they called you, did they ask you for something? Right. If they came over your house, did they leave with something? Ooh. If you went somewhere with them, who paid for the bill? Mm. And you add them up, and you can definitely see a clear pattern. Am I reaching out to them every time? Am I always paying for the bill? Am I always picking them up? Mm-hmm. Are they there for me when I need to be picked up? And if they do help me out when I'm down, do I end up feeling like I owe them even if they don't ask for something? If you leave with a feeling that you owe them something for doing an act that mm-hmm. a friend would do mm-hmm. for nothing, mm-hmm. That person is stealing your energy. Boom. That person is fake. Energy sucker. Yup. Uh. Like you're yep. saying, adding value, taking value. Adding yeah. value, taking, taking value. Taking value. It's it's all about that. And like I've already said, we're we're all human. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna slack a little bit. We're gonna have days where we're just like, uh, eh, you know, I don't really feel like doing this or now nah, I'll text them back when I feel like it or I'll call them later. It's it's not a big deal. And to be honest, man, it's it's not really a big deal until that becomes uh, an issue. Yeah, yeah, an issue. Like something that they're constantly doing. They're constantly asking you for something, uh, or they they only hit you up when they need something. And you know what it is? What? No more parties in L.A. Mm, man, mm. Kanye's another level. That's all I'm gonna say. What do you say? Is like. Next time they call you and they ask you for something. Man, he was like his what his cousin, he uh 
Oh yeah, he's like, his MacBook. Yeah, that, no, yeah, he's like, ah, fuck. Let me let me think of it really quick. He's ah, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say? Yeah, I'm gonna put that Jeopardy. No, he's like, mm-hmm. I got that that laptop um that you got naked pictures on. Uh, I had to give him forty thousand just to get it from him. Man, damn, it's always money. I was literally just talking to my um, I call him daddy. Um, and then I explain it to people as, uh, my papa, uh, because of my family situation, but we all call him daddy in the family because he's basically my father figure in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, we were talking about money and it's crazy how just everything revolves around money. And that's the, that's the, the society we live in. And that's the reality that we live in today is that a lot of things revolve around money. So it's important for you to be able to find people that care about you regardless of the money. And that's one of the biggest things that I tried to tell uh, any of the friends that I made that I traveled with. Uh, you guys, too. We talk about it all the time. Like, if we want to do something, let's just do it not worry about the money. Yeah. But there is there is a point in time where the money does matter. Mm-hmm. And if you, don't, if you don't have enough of it, right, and it puts you in a financial bind, then maybe you can't make that trip or maybe you can't come out and do this or that with us. And that should be totally understandable and I think that sometimes when you spend a certain amount of time apart from other people then it creates a pressure or um, some type of psychological issue or mental barrier between friendships because other people may feel like that you're not reciprocating when really you just the, the time isn't right and you're not able to make that financial decision you know what I'm way. thinking of right now? What's up? No disrespect, but oh. I think it's <laughs> Scotty. If you're listening, it's funny that he wants everyone to be equally um, burdened by the trip. It no, would have been yeah, too yeah. easy for everyone to come to California, so um. he wanted everyone to be equally burdened to go to Texas. But like you're saying, comes into these financial aspects. And I'm just using us as an example. I'm not mm. roasting him. It's just an example. Scotty, I care about you. I love you. Yo, it's scoop. not any shade. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just a thing. It's creating this boundary of, okay, I have to, how am I getting to Texas? Okay, I got to drive or fly. Okay, well, Josh is coming out here, so we're going to drive. Mm. All right, well, my tires need to get fixed. I need to fix my brakes. Okay, let's rent a car. Um, well, if we rent a car, we might as well fly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two expenses to fly. Okay. Let's drive. How am I getting back? Um, and then T is like, it's more expensive to fly to Texas, but he's going to do anyways. T's committed. I'm like, fuck T's committed. Josh is already gone. <laughs> Zelda lives there. Might as well go. So it creates all these things, uh-huh. but money it's, it's not that anyone did anything wrong. It comes down to who, how is it reasonable right. for everyone involved financially? And money really is the main reason of Man, it was a breakdown of communication too. Yeah. For I sure. even I even had dates wrong. Like I left uh Texas uh-huh. a day early. So it was yeah. a break in our communication. Like you would have been able to buy that plane ticket if you'd known just a, a week or two sooner. Yeah. Well and also there is not to cut you off, there's um an article I read this morning, mm-hmm. I forget the source, but we could upload it. But it was saying that on average, kids between, I think it was 
I don't know, in the age range around 25-ish, on average have a debt of $30,000 excluding home mortgages. Wow. 30 grand in the U.S. Wow. Is, is, this, is this mainly uh, school debt? No, just everything. School debt, credit Whoa. cards, Whoa. cars. Wouldn't you say out. that that's a that's that's a little bit of uh, an example of living outside the means of what you make? No, or... honestly, and I I know we didn't plan on talking about this, but now we're talking about it. Now we're talking about it because it's it's super relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah, bring it in, man. It's it's hard to have a healthy balance to keep these relationships because sometimes what it takes to maintain relationship is to also be there physically. In a person's right. life, and that costs and money. Yeah, it costs money. It's not always accessible mm-hmm. to fly out for the wedding. To like again, I wasn't even able to be at T's wedding. I know it wasn't a big thing, but that's something that would have been nice for me to fly out and be there for him and, and Stephanie and all that. And right. Say what's up. Um, even like my brother Justin's past few fights, mm-hmm. I, like that's a big deal in his life. I wasn't able to be there for him. Yeah, I didn't make you know, my little sister's graduation. That was a big deal. Yeah, like my friend Darren. I've mm. known him since elementary school. He had, you know, two kids in the past few years. I wasn't able to be there for him for any of those. Um, all, like all of this comes down to money sometimes to show that you care. But then mm-hmm. people say like, yeah, no, I understand, I understand, I understand. But that but do only they goes really? so yeah. long, exactly. It's like, well, if it really mattered to you, you would be here. Yeah, we were friends this long. It should have, you should have been on a plane, and you yeah. should have made your way out. You should have found a way. Yeah. So this debt, on average, thirty grand, such a huge number. But if you if you broke it down, if someone gave me thirty grand right now, people would be like, oh, that's so much money. You could be like, you'd be set. That's mm-hmm. so good. Realistically, that's like. Not a lot of months of rent plus mm-hmm. a new wardrobe since I'm starting a professional job soon. I need a suit that's going to cost me at least 900 bucks uh-huh. for a professional wardrobe. If I'm talking about a few like outfits for the week for a new job where people won't be like, is he homeless? Be like 1500 bucks in California. At least you need, you know, you need to maintain a standard rent, new wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Car payments. I got nine thousand left in my car before I own it. Right. Um, food for the month. Um, talking like what else? Um, starting um, starting an IRA. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people. Some places you need at least three to five thousand dollars to even open mm-hmm. a Roth IRA. Right. I mean, and when you're like, when you're mentioning thirty thousand, I'm thinking, okay, first I would split that fifteen, and I would throw that in some sort of um, money building scheme so whether that's uh putting in stock yeah putting putting in stocks bonds uh dealing with cryptocurrency uh or creating some sort of way where it gives me passive income and a lot yeah. of people don't even they don't even have the you have to have education on that even me messing around with stocks i don't i still don't know as much as i should yeah. know by the way people if if you're listening now to this point hey you're getting a free math class right now free financial investment portfolio class yo so build the money build the money yeah hey. <laughs> uh but it's true man it's like there's not there's only so many things but if someone were to be like hey i'll give you five million dollars that's gonna jump in your bank account then it's like yeah that's limitless but 30 grand that's 
okay, my car is paid off, my credit card is paid off, and maybe I'll open an IRA and like get my my emergency funding. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's another thing. There's something like 60 to 75% of of adults in the US who have less than a thousand dollars in emergency funds. Yeah, that's bad. That's really bad. That's a little more than a plane ticket round trip in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to have that. Your emergency fund should, should be like five be a, grand. Yeah, it should. Well, it should be able to co- cover any any bills. Six months that, bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you would have at least for two months. I would say for at least two months, right? Yeah. And if you're living somewhere like yourself uh, in California, it's expensive man. It's very expensive, right? So. Yeah. Anyways, man. Yeah. But that that's another pet peeve is not having – my pet peeve is having energy to work, having the skills to work, having the talent to do a job, but not being afforded the opportunity to prove to an employer that I'm capable, willing, able, and proficient at performing duties in a new occupation. Mm. Just give me an interview. That's really all I need. It's no. like, is you, it? Did, did mm. you did you um, for like your resumes and stuff? Did you set up target resumes? Or were they just a general like oh? Well, every place I apply to, I change, I make minute changes to my resume every single time. Right, so you cater to the job. Exactly. Okay. I make a, a cover letter cater to the job. I reach out to HR. Mm-hmm. I do all those follow up things. So you call them or you just emailing them? Just email like a HR person. Yeah, I think like, if you hey, really, if you really want a specific job, call them up, man. That's true. Maybe yeah. that's what I'll go do right now to go yeah, down right to after, the right San after this Diego episode. Tribune. You're like, you know yeah. what? Hey, what's up, hey, guys? I, I need a job. job. Hey. <laughs> no, after, give me that job. Give me that job. Exactly, man. But uh, yeah, we could we could go go a long on time about pet peeves, man. We'd go uh and on and on. Mm. Absolutely, I think it's important though, right here, man. This is the um, the reason why we're doing mic check right now is for you to be able to understand what what's not to be able to understand, but um, I, I guess to have practices. Yeah, practices, and to see what see what kind of perspective or uh, what we're talking about. Uh, and it's important that everyone. Uh, is able to understand each other's perspective and if yeah. they and and be able to take something away from that either they relate to it or they they just have that aha moment where they're like, oh yeah i get what you're saying man and then they go they you know uh, develop something from it yeah can and apply apply exactly man real life scenarios and mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, just i a, think with that uh-huh. going off of what you're getting at is something that works for me or what I've been doing, I guess the reason I started needing to find ways to mitigate these pet peeves affecting me Uh because they really were affecting my day to day. Um, I think I started doing it when I, when I left Long Island to join the Marines, I left Long Island because I had a lot of family dysfunction. There was, that's all of us. (laughs) There were, addiction there was addiction all around me uh-huh. you know f- friend very close friends addicted to heroin you know family members addicted to, to some stuff 
Um, and I felt like there's a lot of burden on me to keep the pieces together. But at such a young age, I shouldn't be responsible for other people's other people's stuff. Poor like, decisions, man. Yeah, I didn't even I barely had a chance to have a life of my own at such a young age. And reflecting on that kind of makes me sad sometimes. If I at the end of the day, I realized it was on me to get out of that. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't have, like you were saying earlier, the right people in your life at the right times, mm-hmm. I could have been stuck in that for the rest of my life. And that yeah, could have man. developed me into a completely different person. I am Vicious today. cycle, man. Yeah. So, you know, when I got to boot camp, I still had these thoughts of like, you know, is my brother in the hospital? Is my brother alive? Is my mom alive? What's going on with them? Are they okay? Uh-huh. So in order to suppress these thoughts, it's like I have to I have to just focus on the thing ahead of me. I have to focus on me. So instead of a lot of people tell you to think about good things and go to your happy place like Billy Madison, it was more of thinking nothing, having mm. zero thought, which is now I found out is a, a Taoist principle of uh, – it's called – Ziren, it's probably mispronounced, Z-I-R-E-N, which is suchness or nothingness, which mm-hmm. is also like Wu Wei, the act of stillness or nothingness. Um, it's like, it's weird. You know, I see these shows like uh, Man with the Iron Fist, that Netflix mm-hmm. show. It's a good show and it's like more so based on Taoism. And I think going through this Taoist class really helps me um, put together technical practices that I just organically found worked for myself, Mm -hmm. which is, yeah, the practice of doing nothing, thinking nothing and just existing and learning the practice of feeling your existence. Right. And it might sound like a hippie, (laughs) but it's extremely tough to be in a physical space and completely blank out from everything that's going on. You're not you're not a person in a space that's meditating because then mm-hmm. you're focusing on meditating. You're not a person at yoga who's doing yoga to relieve stress and to forget about things because then you're a person doing physical exercise right. at a physical place for the sole intention of forgetting about these things. So it gets really complicated. Mm-hmm. And what it looks like what it looked like for me is looking at an object seeing through the object, like even if I, I look at my bed, right? Look at my, mm-hmm. my bedpost or something. I'm looking at the bedpost, but I'm not thinking I'm looking at a bedpost. It was completely, and that's the first step for me of looking at physical objects mm-hmm. and clearing my brain to not rationalize what my senses are picking up. Mm. But after doing that, it gets scary because then I started to get disattached from my emotions right because i was really suppressing my emotions is what i was Mm -hmm. doing yeah internalizing everything but the consequence if i didn't do that i would have lost my mind i would have been you know like off the wagon and Mm -hmm. kind of i was getting manic in a sense that i needed to shut it off right um but over time the past few years i've been learning how to manage that and get back in touch with with my emotions and you know influence like we're talking before about um remembering these things from our past and be like Mm -hmm. oh man like you end up realizing it or memorize remembering it in a fond way instead of like 
when you're younger, you're like, oh, that girl I was in love with or blah, blah, I can't stop thinking about her. But now when you're older, you get to think like, oh, man, like, wow, that was a really nice time. Exper- yeah, experience, yeah. Yeah, it was a good experience. So not to get long-winded here. Um, <laughs> it's just learning how to package your thoughts and deliberately set them aside right. and prioritize. Like, what do I need to get done today or even this month? Like, what's my goal for the month and how do I focus on that? Because if you have all this clutter and this baggage, mm-hmm. you can't be productive if you're thinking about, you know, that time at your job that you messed up or you embarrass yourself mm-hmm. and then like maybe your manager saw it and then you quit because you felt bad that blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Instead of growing and learning from that experience. Yeah. And like owning your A complete ownership. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think um, – not, I think I know for myself, um, I'm, I've been putting myself through the stages of just being able to unpack everything that's, that's happened to me. I was going to say unpack. Yeah. yeah. Unpack, unpack all the bullshit that's happened to me and being able to turn it into something positive and saying, okay, I know that this was a learning experience and this is how I grew from it. And recognizing, uh, those specific moments in my life and those life-changing events that occurred and taking from that and blowing off the dust and saying, okay, I can, I can run with this. This is, Mm -hmm. this is something that I learned and this is how I'm going to apply it in my everyday life. And then sharing that with everyone else saying, look, listen, um, you're going to have a lot of good stuff or good stuff happen in your life. You're going to have a lot of bad stuff happen in your life and being able to recognize all of that and then moving forward from it from the reflection period. So, and then sharing it with others because understanding that, you know, we're not actually alone. Like we've mentioned it already a couple of times being alone and that there are people in our lives that care about us and that there are important people that are willing to set aside time for us and being able to do the same for others. And you'd be very surprised Mm -hmm. the amount of care and the length people would go to be there for you. Mm-hmm. It's just, it takes your willingness and Openness, courage to yes. reach out mm-hmm. to say, Hey, I need help. Exactly, man. And some people don't want to be helped. And if, if you're one of those people that don't want to be helped, man, take the help. So be it. Yep. Cause I, I was like that it, when you're, but you pressure- got to find out on your yeah. own way though. Yeah, exactly, man. You gotta, uh, it just takes a little bit of life. I think real quick, I'm going to say today I was thinking a lot about, I was just getting my hair cut uh-huh. and it made me remember when I had gotten my last surgery, my uh, no big deal, my brain surgery, Man, the surgeons wild. were only able to cut half of my hair off for the surgery because mm-hmm. it was like not necessary for them to do the other half, even though it, they got the damn thing in their hand, they might as well do it, take two seconds, mm-hmm. but no worries. Um so finally, when my head healed and I could get a haircut and not worry about infection, I was living in San Diego and in, in downtown, and I was so excited to be outside on my own and not have to rely on my mom yeah, being I'm, like within a distance. Mm-hmm. I remember this, man. Yeah, so I went and got a haircut. This lady, she was closing her shop, um, and I just explained to her, I was like, "Hey, you know, I this happened to me. Like, I had a stroke, and now I." got the surgery and I recovered and I just want to cut my hair and have a 
a, a fresh start because it was more symbolic to me. You know, that was right. my first action that I was in c- control of. Mm-hmm. And uh, she didn't charge me anything. She wow. just wanted to, you know, she was just saying, she's like, I'm very grateful that you had the courage to come in here today on your own and ask for help. And, uh, you know, this is my way of saying good luck on your journey and all wow, this. Wow, bro. Yeah, wow. it's just a feeling of that gratefulness of remembering the people, the strangers that came into your life to help you get to where you are now. And even if you never go back to those physical places or find them in person and thank them, thank them in your actions every day and be deliberate in what you say, do, and how you you know respond and act and do it in a way that people can be inspired by your actions or your words. Mm. That's good stuff, man. <laughs> I don't have anything to top that, dude. Yes. Um, it's just it's it's a it's a really it's such a personal story, man. And yeah, gratefulness should just be a a, a thing that you continue, right? It's mm-hmm. it. Everlasting, ongoing, ongoing yeah. effort, man. Like OODA loop. OODA loop, man. Just keeps going. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, I, I think with that, you know, obviously we have, we have a lot more to talk about. Even I have a million different stories. Yeah. So much um, more to unpack. Yeah. If, <laughs> hey, if this is something that you want to listen more to, if you want to hear more of our, our stories, um, jump in the comments talk to us be like hey you know i i really really appreciated that one thing you guys said but i wish you could expand on it we'd be more than happy to engage with you guys and absolutely uh, set something up and kind of share more of our stories with you if if that's something you want to do keep hitting um, us up keep hitting, yeah, us keep up. hitting us up for sure um again i'm i'm grateful that we got to this point you know longer than three months we're a, we're a quarter in right now it's crazy mm-hmm. more quarters to come baby um, yeah more quarters to come josh thanks for sharing with me some stuff i didn't know about you so that was that was cool to hear about absolutely um, man i appreciate and, your willingness to continue to open up your story hey, to all of us man i know hey, that any person out there any one of you's listening hey, you know what's up just hey. hit us up on all our That's handles. That's why we're here, anything. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to we want to get to know you. We want to see what's going on and kind of learn from each other. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, we got a shorts coming out this Wednesday. Should be good. That's episode three of our shorts. Mm. This going to be episode, what, eight of this? Yes. So, uh, yeah, getting on our 12th recording. It's going to be crazy. So thanks for, for keeping in there with us, hanging in there, reading the blogs looking at our Instagram, joining our group on Facebook, giving us reviews. I see you. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, Yeah. So stay tuned for more new, more new things, better things. We're going to keep tweaking here and there, Mm -hmm. getting them cuts in. Yeah. We got Uh, a video coming out soon. Y'all see it on Facebook and we'll share it everywhere else. Ready for Uh, that link up. Yep. Just to give you more, more of an insight of who we are and then why we're doing the things we're doing uh, content, because content, we, yeah, content, 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 content. Cause we believe that this is more than just a social responsibility of ours, but it's, it's a, it's a human, it's an individual responsibility for us to be able to 
throw out a lending hand if you need it, or just just to talk, chat it up. So yeah, like Kevin said, we appreciate you. I'm Josh. Uh, it's been wonderful having you here. So uh, stay tuned for more. This is Mike Check. We're out. Thank you, Mike Check out.